With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, folks, would you like free tickets for the preseason game against the Baltimore Ravens? Well, you're in luck because our sponsor, Prosper Insurance, is giving a ticket to anyone who gets a home and auto quote with them. You don't even have to buy a policy to get the free ticket, although the savings will absolutely make you want to switch today. Finding the right insurance can be a pain, but Prosper makes the process easy, all while providing great service and advice. Their licensed advisors shop the market with top companies like Allstate, Nationwide, Progressive, Travelers, and more to find you the perfect coverage at a great rate, which is just a few of the many reasons why Prosper has over 1,000 five-star reviews on Google. You have nothing to lose. Simply visit prosper.insurance.com to get your quote and a free ticket to the Baltimore preseason game on August 28th. That's prosper.insurance.com slash kime k-e-i-m no.com get ready to feel good about your insurance empire hello and welcome to my podcast today it's august 24th and this is another practice report As a heads up, I'll be doing another fantasy football draft soon, so pay attention to it on social media. Might be the last one, not sure though. And don't forget to read me on ESPN.com and follow me on Instagram at ESPN. in addition to Twitter at John underscore Kime. Also, if you haven't done so, give the show a rating wherever you download your podcast. It always helps. And now, let's get to it. When it gets to this time of the year, you look for signs as to where players stand and try to figure out if they make their final roster or not. To be honest, some coaches in the past, if you ask them about certain guys, you could tell if they're going to make the roster or not based on the answer. We're talking some fringe guys. You could do that with Gruden early in his tenure and definitely do that sometimes with Mike Shanahan. Um, you could get a good answer for a guy, and depending on how hard they went on him, you kind of knew if they're going to be on the roster or not. I think Ron Rivera is playing a little bit closer to the vest with some of these guys I think with a guy like Jared Patterson, you have a good feel for that one. Um, and I think it's kind of obvious. But with some other guys, he's not really tipping his hand too much. So I, I give him credit for that. But it's, anno- but it's something that, you know, for me, it's kind of annoying because I'd like to know. And there's sometimes you can find stuff out. I don't think they know a lot of things at this point. So I think there's still stuff they're figuring out. And to be honest, I think this is where the lack of access kind of hurts a reporter because you can get some things, but when you have full access, when you're able to talk to coaches every day, just walking off the field or certain players, sometimes you get a much better feel for things. So it's a little bit harder these days. Not impossible, just harder. Anyways, let's take a look at some intriguing players. Corner Troy McTire has been getting a lot more team with the first and second defense, depending on which corners are missing. Now, William Jackson's been out working on side field for, for a week or so. You received a lot of, so McTire's received a lot of work with the ones in various spots. The good news for him is that he does not look overwhelmed in this role. Today, there was a lot of scout team work, but while he would not be someone, so it was hard to measure a lot today. And so he's not someone that I think you'd want, certainly not want starting, 
but he doesn't look out of place with the ones either. Even before that practice at FedEx Field a couple weeks ago, and before the preseason opener, he had opened my eyes with some of the plays he was making in camp. And just some of it's okay. He's somebody to watch. Well, he's definitely in the mix now for a spot. You can put tight end Ricky Seals-Jones on that list as well. With Tamaric Hemingway and Samus Reyes out last week, he got a lot more work. I felt in the game against the Bengals, he did a better job all around in his action than either Reyes or Hemingway did in the opener. But a lot of what Revere and his staff will do is project. So it's not only where the guy is right now, but where can he be in a couple months? Seals Jones worked with Logan Thomas and the starters today as a second tight end. There was one time I know he annoyed tight end coach Pete Hayner because he yelled at him to, to get the F out of there. He's been much better than Hemingway, in my opinion. But I wonder about Reyes and how they might project him. I also never got – I haven't gotten the sense that – that I don't know how much they really like Seals Jones, to be honest. And sometimes I get the sense that they, they prefer some of these other guys ahead of him. But what I know is now where he's working. And I think a lot of it is they need to see what he can do because Bates had been in that role before. But I think they really need to see what Seals Jones can do to see if he deserves a roster spot or not. To me, Reyes is still wrong. He dropped two passes in traffic today. The first one occurred because he appeared to turn his head too quickly as he went upfield. It was in a tight window. And on the second one, he was defended by corner Daryl Roberts. Not a big guy, six foot though, um, but it's a play where Reyes needed to win. And he did make a nice grab earlier, in can earlier today on a pass from Kyle Allen. But one issue for me right now with Reyes in the pass game, he doesn't really have a wide catch radius. So if he played, would he be able to help? He's still getting his foot that footwork down as well. If you keep if you keep Reyes, perhaps it's the fourth tight end. I don't know that you really want to keep that many, and then you make him inactive. I don't know that there are four tight ends worth keeping on this roster, to be honest. Um, at the, and then you're doing that at the expense of another position where I think you have more depth or more guys who can help you in case something happens. I don't think they want to lose Reyes, and that will be a factor as well, without a doubt. So. You know, I think, I think, well, like I said, we'll, we'll see what happens there, but I just, I think that's going to be a tough one. I still worry if he had to go in and play just based on what you see with the footwork at times, he's still learning. And again, that's what he's supposed to be doing. This is where he's at in his development. You don't just go from playing your first organized preseason, your first organized football game in your life a couple of weeks ago to being able to contribute right away on a 53 man roster. So be curious, see what happens there. I also wonder about Antonio Gandy Golden. Ron Rivera said today that he had a good bounce back game against the Bengals. And I agree. First game was rough. That catch on the two pointer is the sort of play they drafted him to make. And I even asked Rivera, are you starting to see the reasons why you drafted him? Because to me, that's a good indicator of what, how they would view him on the 53. If you start seeing him make plays that you felt he could make coming out of college, well, it seems you'd want to keep him to see where he then goes from there. I don't think that's a certainly certainly don't think he's a lock yet, but I just know he's also, you know, he's getting work on kick coverage units as well. And that matters. Now, most of the time it's with the second unit. So keep, but, it, but the point is he can do it. And that's one reason why he's still here or that there's one reason why it separated him from some others. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's talk about Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is the best and easiest place to play fantasy football for big cash prizes. An Underdog Fantasy you just draft. No need to worry about waivers, lineups, or injuries. Underdog handles it all for you. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft a season-long best ball team, and that's it. No in-season management. They're going to give you $25 when you sign up so you can take a free shot at a $1 million grand prize in their fantasy football tournament. That's right. You can get a free $25 in bonus cash on Underdog Fantasy if you use the code KIME, K-E-I-M, when you make your first deposit. I love Underdog because it's just so easy to use. The mobile app is slick. The website is user-friendly. So do what I've been doing. Go to underdogfantasy.com, join a league, draft a team, and that's it. You're good for the season. Remember, go to underdogfantasy.com, the App Store, or the Google Play Store, sign up with the code KIME, K-E-I-M, and get a free $25 in bonus cash. I've also seen running back Jared Patterson get more work on special teams units, like blocking as a wingback on punts. I saw that in the game the other day. I mean, he looked, he handled that role fine. He also covered one kick, and on the kick, it was a long kickoff return by the Bengals. Looked like he got moved out of his lane as he slid over. Um, I don't know what his responsibility was in the play, but it's certainly that lane open, and, and he was one guy that kind of got moved out of that way. They do know what, they do need to see what he can do in this role because if he makes it in special teams, he'd return kickoffs too. He can do that. Um, and and I, like I told you the other day, like Ron Rivera is calling him a dy- possible dynamic kick returner. You don't put those guys on the street. So, again, I think they'll keep four running backs. I also wonder about that fourth defensive end spot with William Bradley King, Casey Tuhill, and Daniel Wise, and also Shaka Tony. Um, I think Shaka Tony still needs to mature a little bit. I don't see him making that 53. I don't see him being able to contribute if he does. Um, that said, he had a nice move today against Sadiq Charles, where he attacked the outside half. Charles was at right tackle, and so Tony attacks the outside half, quickly cuts inside to a pressure. The hard part for Tony right now, just on the field, is that he's a, he's a small end, so he'd really be limited to only being a pass pass rush guy only. Brad, the others can all play from you know if they, if they had to defend the run. I think Bradley King, Casey Doohill, Daniel Wise, all can do that. And I think that's one thing that will will hurt Tony in the end. Also, with the movie put on Charles, that's where Charles has had some problems in practice when they tackle, getting beat to the inside in those situations. Wise can play both end and tackle, similar to James Smith-Williams, and that's why Smith-Williams made the roster last year, and it's why he's the third end right now. And I thought I thought he played. I thought Wise played well against the Bengals, especially showing quickness, especially inside. He's flashed some in practice, continues to work as a second as a second team end along with Bradley King, especially with two health still out. Entering camp, I thought the fourth DN would belong 
to two hill, but he hasn't practiced in about two weeks. And Bradley King, um, I think is kind of, I don't know if he's ascended ahead of him because I don't know how long two is going to be out yet. Bradley King did have a nice move today against David Sharp in one-on-ones appeared sharp was lunging a bit too much. And Bradley King won around the edge. Montez sweat, um, took care of Sam Cosme with an inside pressure in the one-on-ones beat him, beat him easily while rushing from a stand-up position. And then Chase Young took advantage of Charles Leno in a rep, one-on-one rep because Leno appeared to stop moving his feet. Young dashed inside for the win. And those, for, for those wondering what's up with Curtis Samuel, he's still working on the side field during practice, performing agility drills, among other things. And I was told a couple of times to start a camp and, and after he came back that the groin is not the concern. I know um, J.P. Finley was told the same thing. However, the groin pretty much kept him sidelined for a couple months. He missed minicamp because of it and had to start off on the pup list for training camp. So I do wonder about his conditioning at this point. That's a long time to miss, especially coming off being on the COVID list. I'm guessing part of this is to be cautious and take it extra slow just to make sure that you're not pushing him back too fast and doing further damage, in which case he would be out for an extended period of time. You do not want that. I do wonder about the timing and, and all that with him in the offense between with he and Ryan Fitzpatrick and Fitzpatrick, because he's a veteran today said, basically you work, you worry about the guys who are out there, which is a cliche we all know, but I do think having a veteran quarterback out there will be a, a good thing for Samuel when he returns. And I also think the way they use him will be good because if they're, if they're using him, moving him around a lot, I think you can, you can, you can get him to contribute while he's still working on some timing with uh, Fitzpatrick on various routes. Finally, I'm really curious what they do at receiver. They don't, they don't know yet, so it's hard for anyone else to know. The team felt Isaiah Wright last year plateaued, and for a team that wants speed, he doesn't have it. But Rivera mentioned his name Monday, and he has been working on catching punts. Um, that's been going on for a while, but he's one of three guys back there now, and for what it's worth, Patterson has not been returning, working on punt, uh, returning punts, just kickoffs. Those who are still returning punts in practice include Wright, Dax Milne, and DeAndre Carter. But keep in mind that Adam, Adam Humphreys has done this role in the NFL as well, including two years ago in Tennessee. He's not dynamic. His, his return stats are pretty modest, but, but he, what they'll want is consistency and ball security first and foremost. Carter is more, is more dynamic, but ball security has been a problem in the past for him. Rivera loves how Milne competes, and I'm with him there. I think you see it in his blocking in addition to his route running or whatever, but especially in the blocking. He's a very willing blocker. Does a nice job there. But I also think you'll be able to probably get him on the practice squad if he's cut. Regardless, I think that remains an interesting position there. That's it for this episode. I'll be back with another one Wednesday. At some point this week, I'll be playing you a conversation I had with former Washington quarterback Brad Johnson. We talk about his time here. Ryan Fitzpatrick and his new TikTok startup. Talk to you next time.